trésors Ces hivers enneigés à construire des igloos Et rentrer les pieds gelés Juste à temps pour passer partout Et au bout du chemin, dis-moi ce qui va rester De la petite école et de la cour de récré Quand les avions en papier ne partent plus au vent On se dit que le bon temps passe finalement Comme une étoile filante Je m'arrête un instant pour te parler de la vie Je constate que bien souvent on choisit pas mais on subit Et que les rêves des petits culs s'évanouissent ou se refoulent Dans cette réalité crue qui nous embarque dans le moule La trentaine, la bédaine, les morveux, l'hypothèque Les bonheurs et les peines, les bons coups et les échecs Travailler, faire son mieux, n'arracher, s'en sortir Et espérer être heureux un peu avant de mourir Et au bout du chemin, dis-moi ce qui va rester De notre petit passage dans ce monde effréné Après avoir existé pour gagner du temps On dira que l'on était finalement Des étoiles filantes Quand vivaient les parents de mon arrière-grand-père, qu'ils tombaient encore de la 
ses temps vivait au rythme des saisons Et la fin des étés apportait la moisson Une eau pure et limpide coulait dans les ruisseaux Où venait s'abreuver chevreuiller orignaux moi je n'ai vu qu'une planète désolante Paysage lunaire et chaleur suffocante Et tous mes amis mourir par la soif ou la faim Comme tombent les mouches jusqu'à ce qu'il n'y ait plus rien Plus rien Plus rien Ne reste que quelques minutes à ma vie au plus quelques heures, je sens que je faiblis Mon frère est mort hier au milieu du désert Je suis maintenant le dernier humain de la terre Tout ça a commencé il y a plusieurs années Alors que mes ancêtres étaient obnubilés Par les bouts de papier que l'on appelait argent Qui rendaient certains hommes vraiment riches et puissants Ces nouveaux dieux ne reculant devant rien Étaient prêts à tout pour arriver à leur fin S'enrichir encore, ils ont rasé la terre Pollué l'air ambiant et tari les rivières Et au bout de cent ans, des gens se sont levés Et les ont avertis qu'il fallait tout stopper Mais ils n'ont pas compris cette sage prophétie Ces hommes-là ne parlaient qu'en termes de profit C'est des années plus tard qu'ils ont vu le non-sens Dans la panique ont déclaré l'état d'urgence Quand tous les océans ont englouti les îles Et que les inondations ont frappé les grandes villes pendant toute une décennie, ce fut les ouragans et puis les incendies, les tremblements de terre et la grande sécheresse. Partout sur les visages, on lisait la détresse. Les gens qui se battent contre les pandémies, décimés par millions par d'atroces maladies. Puis les autres sont morts par la soif ou la faim. On retombe les mouches jusqu'à ce qu'il n'y ait plus rien. Plus rien. Hier au milieu du désert Je suis maintenant le dernier humain de la terre Au fond l'intelligence qu'on nous avait donnée N'aura été qu'un beau cadeau empoisonné Car il ne reste que quelques minutes à la vie Tout au plus quelques heures je sens que je faiblis Je ne peux plus marcher, j'ai peine à respirer Adieu l'humanité, adieu l'humanité And we are back here at the SU Weekly Show. Um, Michael, let's start off with what we just listened to, because mm -hmm. I like those. Those are French songs. You speak French. Raphael speaks French. So mm -hmm. I feel a little left out. So can I get some <laughs> translations? Can I get some translations when, uh, when you all uh, tell us the titles of these songs? Sure thing. Uh, so the first song we heard was called Les Etoiles Filantes. And uh, Raph, uh, do you know what that means? Yeah, so I had to search this up before I came <laughs> in. Fake Frenchie here. Uh, and it means shooting stars. It means shooting stars, yeah. Man, see, if I knew that, I would have made a wish while the song was playing. While it was playing, you know? But, you know, I I don't know it. You missed your one ah. chance. Now, now you can't make a wish. Play the song again, quick, quick. No, no one will oh. notice <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, just a song about like uh, nostalgia for feeling for like when you were young, when you were a kid, and things were innocent and you know nice. talks about how like oh the, those times you know the it's the, they were like a shooting star the, ah the good old days you know yeah nice. and the one we just heard is called plus rien 
Uh, Raph, any guesses at what that means? <laughs> that one means like nothing more. Nothing more. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a song uh, that I think is particularly fitting for, for the occasion because it talks about climate disasters and pandemics. Oh, no. You're kidding. <laughs> Wiping see, out I'm, humanity. I'm, see, now I'm glad. I'm glad I couldn't, I, I didn't understand a word <laughs> that was being said there. You know, it, uh, it was it was about the apocalypse, but it also uh, was funky. So uh, it, it's sort of, it's sort of the fallout of music in that, in that way. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just having a conversation um, with my sister just last night about this, um, this, this like perception people have of the future and how that's changed over time. You know, you look at uh, the past and, and through movies, through books and through other forms of media and literature, they thought of the future as this cool, technologically advanced civilization with like flying cars and like skyscrapers and like uh, teleportation and yeah. all these cool things, right? Um, unless you're George Orwell, of course. <laughs> um, and then now all our futuristic movies are like post-apocalyptic things, you know, like yeah. you get your Mad Max and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, what happened? Like, how did people's perception just change yeah. like that? Like you went from this like optimism uh, for technology to like so- not solve but like enhance life mm-hmm. to like – yeah, we screwed up. We're going to burn this thing to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fascinating? That is pretty interesting, actually. It sounds like the beginnings of a, of a YouTube video essay. Oh, yes. yes. In, in, this, in this video essay, I will be speaking about people's perception about the future through time. <laughs> oh. oh, But we're, we're joined here by uh, Raphael, who's our uh, medicine rep for this year. Why medicine rep? Obviously, you're in the faculty, Raphael, but what compelled you to join the SU? Yeah, so not going to lie, I was inspired inspired to run in the SU <laughs> due to, I'm not going to lie, Frank Finley. Oh, nice. I came into the university, and my only exposure to student government was my high school student government. And no offense to them, but all they really kind of <laughs> did was plan pep rallies. And mm. honestly, I think that's kind of it. It wasn't very memorable. Mm. But then I came into university and i don't remember much of the su in first year but in Mm -hmm. second year COVID hit Mm -hmm. um and frank was our president that year but man he went out there he was advocating for us he was you know always going on uh reddit and going on instagram and stuff promoting the stuff that he'd been doing and it really inspired me i was like oh you know this student government actually does do stuff absolutely and it's very you know it's very out there so Mm -hmm. i feel very inspired to you know also be involved in that and help make a difference as well. So that's that's what inspired me to run for yeah. SU. Yeah. We definitely do a little more than plan pep rallies around yeah. here. <laughs> Honestly, I, I want to plan a pep rally. Yeah. I thoroughly miss pep rallies. Um, <laughs> you know, you're telling me I can skip class and see all my friends <laughs> and, you know, see everyone make a fool out of themselves. I, I love that. It's my favorite genre of activity. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Honestly. the things I love in one. That's awesome. Um, but how, how do you like it so far? Obviously, you just started. Um, you're very fresh in your term. This is a, a one-year term, um, and you're one-third almost uh, of the way there. So yeah. how does it feel thus far? I mean, so far I'm enjoying it. It's I, I like all of our SU reps this mm-hmm. year. I feel like we have a very cohesive, very social group. So mm-hmm. I've been going to all the socials. I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, shout out to Adrian for planning all of those. Shout out, Adrian. Yes. yes, very much appreciated. And, you know, everyone that's been helping Adrian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the actual SU work that I have been doing, I mean, so far it's been pretty dry, just 
Lots of sending emails back and forth to people mm, and doing Zoom meetings. Don't I know it? Yeah, um, but I, I, I'm liking it. I'm definitely looking forward to you know as the year progresses, getting more of my goals done and getting more stuff out there. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like the beginning of the term, a lot of it is building connections that you can use later on. Yeah, um, and you mentioned goals, and that's fantastic. Like like all the reps, you have fantastic goals. Um, and when we come back. From hearing some music, we'll get into some of those goals. How, what do you think about that? Huh? Sounds fantastic. Yeah. How does that sound, Raf? How does that? What do you think of that? How does that? Yeah. How do you feel? I feel what do you, very, what do you think? very much appreciated. <laughs> ah, you are most appreciated. Um, you know, thank you for for being with us today. You know, thank you for uh, talking about the SU, about the faculty representatives, about issues that pertain to uh, the coming school of medicine of course um, and you know we'll get into all of that after some fantastic music what do we got coming up mm-hmm. got something a little more lighthearted coming up okay. this time uh a couple songs by the norwegian uh dj todd terrier mm. yeah first up it's leisure suit leisure suit preben 90.9 cjsw keep it locked
And you are right back with us here on the SU Weekly Show at 90.9 CJSW. Raphael, like we said before we went to that music break, what are your goals for this year, my man? Yeah, I have quite a lot of goals this year. One of the things that uh, I've been working on, especially in these summer months, is to expand something called a stress buster. Nice. So this last year and the year before, um, the associate dean of the Bachelor of Health Science program started this thing called the stress buster. So in the course that she taught, you could use, it was basically a one-time 24-hour extension that you could use on any individual assignment in that course. Nice. Um, And since it's a year-long course, you have one for the fall semester and one for the winter semester. So this past year, because of COVID, you know, professors, well, some of them were like, oh, we see that you guys are struggling, you know, with your mental health and academic overload. So we'll add a stress buster into our classes as well. So this past year, we had three classes at the Cummings School of Medicine that offered this stress buster. Oh, wow. wow. So it was pretty, pretty amazing and very helpful. I, I use the stress buster on a couple occasions and I found it very nice to have, you know, kind of a stress reliever. Of course. As the yeah. name says. Um, and so I've been working to kind of encourage more professors to take up this stress buster, not just after COVID is done, but to continue going forward yeah, and supplying students yeah, with some kind of stress buster going forward. Because, you know, students' mental health is definitely a huge priority. 100%. And even the university has launched their mental health strategy. And I think that the stress buster is something that ties very nicely into that strategy and something that could be adopted very easily just you know, give students a one-time 24-hour extension. It's not going to affect the quality of the work. It's not, not going to affect uh, the marking. I think it's a very justifiable and very reasonable mm. um, initiative to yeah. And I to agree. Have. I agree with that. I, I think students need more of that no-questions-asked extension, no-questions-asked mm-hmm. um, accommodation. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you got to provide reasoning and you got to go through this and you got to go through that. And so yeah. it, is it really helping you not be stressed if you have to go through the stress <laughs> of providing all this evidence? Yeah, you know yeah. and I'm then saying? there's also the possibility with that system that they could just say no and yeah. you don't get your extension when you might really need it. Exactly. So I exactly. talked to the associate dean and she said that she wasn't uh, inspired by research, which I think yes. is always a great way to be inspired, inspired yes. by research. Yes. <laughs> she says, research says that students feel less stressed when they feel like they have control over mm. their yeah. Circumstances. That's so it's right. Like, you know, Bet it took millions of dollars of research to figure that <laughs> oh, one out. Yes, sure. Millions of our hard-earned tax dollars. Money to this. Wow, yes, who'd have sir. thought people perform better when they're less stressed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what I really like about that plan, Raf, is that it acknowledges that the issues we're facing during COVID are not they're they're almost all of them are not COVID unique. You know. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's, Deadline stress is something we've always had, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, teachers being unreasonable, professors being unreasonable with deadlines and things. That's something we've always had. And, you know, we need to do we need to be doing better, frankly, exactly. better, like systematic <laughs> solutions. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic, Raph. Uh, you know, I wish you great luck on that. Um, and that's something you you're working on through the summer, hopefully yes. implementing by fall. Yes, the goal is to Absolutely. implement it by fall because one of the major points is to get this in for first year courses, especially. Uh, yeah, because first year students transitioning into the university environment can be a very jarring transition, mm. and so to kind of give them a bit of you know, um, you know, a bit more room to adjust and make it less stressful for them to adjust the environment. You mind sharing us uh, sharing with us a, a little bit a little bit about your first year experience 
you know, because health science is a very competitive. Um, it, it's a very competitive program. Yes. Uh, it's a very competitive field to be in. So, how is that first year uh, for y'all? Yeah. So the first year is for health science is a lot of basic science courses mm. plus that one health science specific course that we okay. have to take. So, in terms of the basic science courses, it's pretty much nothing you haven't seen in high school already. It's okay. nothing new. Um, but then you get into the health science course, and that course. At least I thought were definitely the two hardest courses I took in first ah. year. It's a lot of writing papers, a lot of group assignments together, and and mm-hmm. the the assignments can be tough because you you know as a first year you've never written a research paper before. You've That's probably right. never even read a research paper. <laughs> Correct. And so having to write an essay about uh, you know health related issues is something that you don't have a lot of experience mm-hmm. with. So mm-hmm. it can be very difficult. And, you know, the marking definitely reflects that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. And then the second course that we had to take in second semester for first yeah. year is it was like a philosophy course. And ah, so my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking my language. Exactly. Moment. Philosophy so, major Assad over here. That, that one was kind of related to health, but it was more so, you know, how to how to structure an argument, how to analyze an argument, how to mm. counter an argument. And so that was like completely something new that no one had ever yeah. done before. So it was definitely very difficult to get, you know, into that mindset and into get used to that environment mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in first year. So I think, you know, given my experience that I had with, with health sciences, I think those two courses especially could really benefit from something like a stress a stress bus. That's agree, fantastic. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that you have some sort of foundational logic courses uh, in health science. You know? I think there needs to be more um, philosophy in all courses but you know that that might be me a little just a bit, little bit i also i also think there needs to be more music in every major but oh, that's absolutely <laughs> oh yeah for sure i mean the things we can gain from music theory um and just music itself is phenomenal you know you i'd know? be down for like music therapy and medicine course oh you know? really cool. come on come look on. at that uh, <laughs> that's what we need at you calgary med can you uh, somebody you hook this up i'm yeah. saying so, Raphael, what are some other goals you got? Uh, so, some other goals. Another goal I've been uh, working towards is to get some kind of uh, discounted summer bus pass or mm. a U-pass system for summer yes. research students like myself. Because commuting to campus, if you're taking Calgary Transit, can get pretty expensive if you're True. buying mm. the monthly standard uh, bus passes. And so, um, unfortunately, the university has decided to discontinue the current discounted bus ticket system. So, mm. starting next year... Uh, we're transitioning to the online um, U-Pass, and so That's they decided right. to cut the discounted bus ticket program. So right now I'm working with uh, VP Gillies to see if there's a way that we can um, sort of get summer students involved in the U-Pass program, but have it yes. as sort of an opt-in, opt-out, so that mm. students aren't forced to pay for oh, that would U-Pass. be ideal. Yeah. That would be nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, one of the one of the main struggles um, with with health science students is when they're on practicum or when they are in uh, in these research assistant positions, they're not really classified as students, right? Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, even in the spring and summer, if you're a full-time student, you get the U-pass and, and all that comes with that. Um, but, you know, when you're a research assistant, like, you don't get those benefits. So, yeah, that's that's a huge problem. And, you know, I wish you the very best of luck in trying to figure out something that helps everybody. Yeah, of course. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So we heard some great music. We did. Yeah. Uh, what did we hear, Michael? People are probably itching to find out. Uh, so the first song we heard there uh, was uh, Leisure Suit Preben by Todd Terrier. 
And uh, I hoped that it would flow just very nicely, very smoothly into the next song. But mm. uh, the Apple Music we've got set up here just put a, an odd a little loading break between the oh. songs. And I just I died a little inside when I heard that, <laughs> that the next song was Preben Goes to Acapulco. Nice, nice. So it's a whole story, you know. Preben is getting dressed up in the first song, you know, getting ready to go. Yeah. Then he goes to Acapulco. What is Acapulco? It's a city in Mexico. Ah, neat. That's why I have such a little vibe there. It is. It is, you know. (laughs) Is there some, like, musical aspects to it that makes it flow as well? Is there? I don't know. There was a a time signature change. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, (laughs) There was actually a very very niche time signature change where, like, the length of the eighth note didn't change, but the beat around it, the beat structure, it went from three eighth notes to... To two, so that anyway, you can just catch that. You can just catch that listening to it. You know, it's a certain vibe. Like you just you 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 learn to pick it out. You know, I. Oh, you never cease to amaze me. (laughs) Thanks, Asad. Yeah, we got to run the next song because I'm I'm speechless. I got nothing to say. <laughs> Put on some music so we don't have to talk. All right, I will. I will. Next up is uh, a couple of songs by the Irish folk band The Dubliners. First yeah. up is Whiskey in the Jar. That's for Conor McGregor this Saturday. <laughs> I met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting. I first produced big pistol and I then produced me rapier. Say stand and deliver for you are a bold deceiver. Mushering the dum do da dum da. Why call the daddy oh? Why call the daddy oh? There's whiskey in the jar. I counted out his money and it made a pretty penny. I put it in me pocket and I took it home to Jenny. She sighed and she swore that she never would deceive me. But the devil take the women for they never can be easy. Mushering, darum do, darum da. Why fall the daddy oh? Why fall the daddy oh? There's whiskey in the jar. I went unto my chamber all for to take a slumber. I dreamt of golden jewels and for sure it was no wonder But Jenny drew me charges And she filled them up with water Then sent for Captain Farrell To be ready for the slaughter Mushering the doodle-da White fall the daddy-o White fall the daddy-o There's whiskey in the jar It was early in the morning Just before I rose to travel Up comes a band of footmen And likewise Captain Farrell I first produced me pistol for she'd stolen away me rapier But I couldn't shoot the water so a prisoner I was taken Mushering the rum do da rum da White fall da daddy oh White fall da daddy oh There's whiskey in the jar Now the some take the light in the carriages are rolling And others take the light in the hurley and the bowling but I take the light in the juice of the barley And courting pretty fair maids in the morning bright and early Cushering the rum do da rum da Quack fall the daddy oh Quack fall the daddy oh There's whiskey in the jar If 
anyone can aid me Tis me brother in the army If I can find a station in Cork or in Killarney And if he'll go with me, we'll go roaming in Kilkenny And I'm sure he'll treat me better than me only sporting Jenny Wash a ring, do 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 da White fall the daddy o White fall the daddy o There's whiskey in the jar Wash a ring, do 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 da White fall the daddy o White fall the daddy o There's whiskey in the jar Offensive aside. Is it really? <laughs> oh, I, my, my sincerest apologies. I, I thought I would just continue the little. Uh, the party, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a little vibe, man. I was feeling it, you know? It was. It a, was. Irish folk music is a vibe. Yeah, no. You know, any music. Um, that you that you sit back and you nod your head to or like you want to sing along to or makes you you know move a little bit get up and dance a little bit oh i'm a big fan of that 
in any Me which too. way. Um, but yeah, so we're joined here by uh, Raphael, who is the medicine rep. And, you know, we would be remiss not to mention uh, one of the biggest issues that the medicine uh, folks feel, uh, mm-hmm. medicines, medical students uh, face, and, and that's these exceptional tuition increases. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Raphael, can you give us some more information? We have uh, the... Uh, Michael and I are here every other week, uh, but in those weeks that we're not here, we have our vice president external, Marley Gillies, here, and she's done a great job of explaining these uh, exceptional tuition increases to uh, the audience. But um, from like an advocacy point exactly, of view, exactly, you know? exactly. And so you know, it's really nice to have you uh, as a student in the faculty and as a representative of the medical students. Um, how? First of all, what is this exceptional tuition increase? How does it affect students? And, you know, where do we go from here? Yeah, of course. So um, as you guys know, the the university came and proposed some exceptional tuition increases to the students' union about a month ago, maybe a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. And the tuition increases, which is over 15%, um, is proposing a lot of changes to the medical school, the MD specifically program um, regarding its curriculum. So they want to make it, you know, more inclusive, more diverse. It's it's they're basing a lot of their justifications on EDI. Um, mm. And they're also, you know, adding a lot more resources and things like that, which is very much appreciated. You know, I definitely agree that EDI and inclusivity in medicine is a huge issue. Absolutely. Representativeness is very important. And it's something that medicine has been struggling a lot with. Um and I believe that is an issue that should be addressed. Absolutely. But the problem is I don't think it's appropriate, especially at this time, for, for these tuition increases to be coming forward. Yeah. Students are struggling to, you know, make money, especially because of the COVID um, pandemic. pandemic. And even though these tuition increases aren't coming into effect until next year, I still think students will be bouncing back from exactly. the economic repercussions that this past oh, year has had. So, you know, I definitely agree that this is something that needs to be addressed. I feel like at some point in the future, it would be more appropriate to be having these tuition increases. But right now, I don't think students are, you know, in a, in a position where it is good to be mm-hmm. having these mm-hmm. Exactly. Increases. Yeah, the big irony for me is when I heard the uh, their proposal at SLC and they said, uh, you know, oh, we need to raise the tuition to get these EDI initiatives off the ground. And it's like, how are you going to be more equitable by by gating more students out of the program? How is this going to address your stated goal at all, you know? Uh, Mm. Just another day in student politics, I guess. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for your perspective, Raf. Um, yes, I think time. we're we're quickly running out of time here. You know, let's wash that down with some music. Let's wash it down <laughs> with a bit of music. So, uh, what you just heard are a couple songs by the Dubliners. First off, was "Whiskey in the Jar," a song about a, a highwayman who gets uh, the uh, gets uh, turned in by his wife. Ah, so that's fun. Uh, and then "Dirty Old Town." Uh, yeah, which is just like about your hometown, you know, <laughs> specifically your hometown. My hometown. <laughs> We're talking about Afghanistan. <laughs> it's an Irish folk song about Afghanistan. Um, yeah, it's just it's about you know those those mixed emotions that people have about their hometowns. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Up com- next, we got Raphael's song. No, uh, am I making that almost, up? Almost, oh, okay, almost, almost. Okay. 
just a couple more songs to go until then. Uh, first off, it's uh, Mardi Gras by Pierre Quenders. I know what Mardi Gras is. As, as, and you're about to learn a bit more about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie's bad, I'm a jacuzzi I just bought a goose for a pet 
dans ma jacuzzi Ma vie a changé depuis que j'ai une jacuzzi Je mange des onion rings dans ma jacuzzi Chaque jour c'est Noël puis je paye pour un A song uh, all about jacuzzis. You got you, you understood that one? I <laughs> I heard jacuzzi yeah. a few too many times. Don't need so a degree in French to get that one. Uh, Michael, what was that song's title, my man? That was that was called Jacuzzi <laughs> by the, <laughs> by the band uh, Radio Radio. Uh, a little wink to all the French immersion homies uh, yeah. listening to the. And what was before that? Before that was Mardi Gras by Pierre Quenders. So uh, remember how earlier we said uh, double sets by the same artist? Yeah. So Mar- Mardi Gras features one of the members of Radio Radio. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, we're at the end of our show here. I want to thank you, Michael, for being fantastic as you always thank are. Thank you for being here, Asad. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate being here. But uh, our honored guest today. A uh, very, very, very special guest, uh, Raphael. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your insights. Um, and why don't you close us off by telling us what we got coming yes, up? Yes, of course. Thank you for having me, guys, again. So honored of to be course. here. Of course. My pleasure. And uh, our last song of the day is a song called Falling by a band called Betcha. And, yeah, I guess we'll get it going. Thank we'll you. Going. My name is Asad Ali Big. My name is Michael Hendy. And I'm Raphael Sanguinetti. And that's all for the SU Weekly Show, folks. Have a good day. Stay safe and spread love.
This month at CJSW 90.9 FM, we're highlighting harm reduction. We sat down with Kathleen LaRose from AWARE to shine some light on different topics. Why don't we jump in? Introduce us to who you are and what you do. My name is Kathleen LaRose. I am the Director of Operations and Programs at AWARE. AWARE is Alberta Addicts Who Educate and Advocate Responsibly. We're a provincially based nonprofit organization in Alberta. Uh, we have peer outreach teams in both Edmonton, Calgary, Lethbridge, and we're currently building a chapter in Red Deer as well. Um, and so basically our teams, we have peer outreach teams. So we go out uh, three to five times a week to hand out basic need supplies, harm reduction supplies. We do a lot of community cleanup, needle debris pickup, um, and then a lot of collaboration with our community friends. Our teams are out and about. Uh, we also do a lot of advocacy in our communities around harm reduction, shift the dialogue and educate people around what harm reduction services are and what the importance of them are. What is harm reduction? So harm reduction simplified is basically uh, meeting someone where they're at with no judgment and putting in place services and supports that will keep people safe no matter where they're at on their journey towards recovery. Because um, some people may not ever actually realistically get there from a health kind of perspective. So harm reduction is there to support individuals who you know, need, need that extra hand. And so um, an example would be safe supply. People can get prescribed uh, drugs to prevent overdose from taking place because you just never know what's in them. Um, safe consumption sites are another form of harm reduction because we have healthcare practitioners, social workers, support workers, peers uh, working in those areas to connect with individuals. And, you know, as you start building these relationships in these type of sites, um, you start building that trust and that rapport with individuals. And then maybe down the road, they are ready to start seeking other services and other, you know, other things for their health, such as detox or healthcare or whatever it is that the individual might need. Um, so harm reduction is, is definitely just a way to keep people safe and healthy as best as they can be. How can we approach the topic of harm reduction with others? I think just being open-minded. <laughs> Because I know like in Alberta, we're such a conservative population and it's, yeah, I think it's all around like shifting perspective. And so I think if, you, if you're the person talking about harm reduction, I think being open-minded um, that the person might not take to it very well <laughs> is a thing, but, you know, having the language to kind of educate and support the person to understand what a harm reduction is, um, is important. And then for those who just don't believe in harm reduction, I think it's important as well for them to be open-minded to these services and recognize that you can't just take someone straight from the streets or straight from wherever and throw them into a treatment bed and expect them to be successful overnight because it takes a lot more work and a lot for the individual themselves who are facing the adversity and the addiction to get to that point. So I think being open-minded and compassionate and empathetic to the real issue that our society as a whole is having is really important. How can members of the community get involved and do their part? I think just, you know, coming together as a whole community and, you know, recognizing that this isn't just a social worker's issue. 
This is a community issue and we all need to have a little bit of compassion and empathy towards everyone that we're meeting on the streets. Um, there's a whole bunch of businesses kind of getting involved in harm reduction right now. There's an organization called Each and Every um, that's kind of recruiting businesses right now who support harm reduction in, across Alberta. And I highly recommend if there are business owners out there who are interested in learning more about harm reduction, if you live in or if you have businesses in like the crucial downtown areas, um, I recommend you getting in contact with them just because they have a huge initiative going to kind of support naloxone kits distribution and just making their places safe and stigma free. Keep listening to CJSW 90.9 this month as we outline more information on harm reduction. Now that I'm the mayor of this town, we'll be listening to only one radio station. That's right, CGSW 90.9 is the best radio station to listen to a wide variety of music and some spoken word content as well. That's also important to know. CGSW 90.9 FM is broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta at the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. I've got some knowledge, but I am not learning. With an earthy mind, drags me back to surface. My heart, Krishna boys, tell me it's about service. If my mind finds me here and my words to God earnest Are my words to God earnest I've got some knowledge but I am not learning With the dirty mind drags me back to surface My heart Krishna boys tell me it's about service But if my mind finds me here to God earnest are my words to God earnest one foot to number three we are the other in the spiritual sometimes I lose myself I don't know which way I am going try keep expression flowing this conscious sees I'm sowing 